0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse the Biryani Boy Thorn. <laughs> Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Here's the thing, Jordan. A lot of times on the show, mm-hmm. you will sub- you will replace your ordinary nickname, Boy right. Detective, with a new nickname that is about how you're feeling a little logy from eating too much of something. Sure, Yeah. That's kind of become a pattern on uh-huh. the program. Yeah. I thought I could get in on that. So I Ooh. ate a little bit too much biryani. I guess I
2: don't even know what biryani is.
1: It's like a uh, Pakistani rice oh. dish. Okay. I mean, I think there's uh maybe there's uh, Indian versions of it as well. Mm-hmm. The one I ate was Pakistani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh man, it's very very Yeah, you're going to want You're
2: going to want to starch up before the podcast.
1: <sighs> there is a we uh e- a couple years ago mm-hmm. there was a there was a real biryani wave that ran through my office mm-hmm. where my my former colleague, Nick, who's now the producer of Good Food on KCRW, he was like – he was needing some biryani. So we did some biryani research, which is to say we emailed Kumail Nanjiani, mm-hmm. uh, who has super strong biryani op- opinions. He told us one to get. We got it. And it was great. Then this new Pakistani restaurant opened a year or two ago, and we went over there and had some biryani. We said, this is, this is great biryani. So I I texted Kumail. I was like, hey, Kumail, I think I found some really good biryani. And he was like, oh, yeah, I ordered that earlier today. It's on its way. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Seal of approval. You beat me, Kumail. Well—
2: I was texting with Steve Agee about grilled cheese. So I don't know.
1: We're both. We just want a
2: great. food story to drop a drop a celeb brag into. We are both pretty great. I wasn't doing that.
1: You weren't doing that? No. Should we text Steve about grilled cheese? <laughs> yeah, right probably. now? Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just write grilled cheese question mark. <laughs> Our guest on this week's Jordan Jesse Go comes to us uh, from the Story Break podcast. And the media, the multimedia super brand, Rocket Jump. Good oh, God. Freddie Wong. Hi, Freddie. Uh, hello. Hello. How are you, friend? Good. Tell Good. me about this taco on your t shirt. You're wearing. Now, Freddie. All right. All right, here we go. Freddie looks great outside the sandals. Um, he looks I will like a fight you on this. Good. He looks like a million dollars. Good. Welcome the first time guest by slamming
2: their clothes. <laughs> Oh, I'll go hard on this. I I did not arrive. Good thing at my Jesse st- didn't see your furniture, so he could crap on that right in the right in the top ten minutes. Oh, I'll go. For Welcome it. him go. in. Let's go. Let's do what's
1: it. What's the? I, now you look like you look. I just re- start with. The, hold on. You look great, Freddie. But what's the story with the lettuce on this taco on on your t-shirt? Two things.
3: One, it looks I don't like tomatoes right. too or first, bell peppers. First and foremost, I do not arrive at my sandals lightly. As a man committed to a full twenty four seven sandal lifestyle, I <laughs> I wear sandals <laughs> to bed. I've worn sandals. Wow. (laughs) To Toronto, when it was snowing, to the bemusement of literally everybody in that city. These are Olokai brand, very specifically because they are a good Hawaiian brand of sandal. And I think that they pair well with the watch I have on. Yeah. Bring it. Uh, The taco. That's true. I have a taco shirt. It's a hard shell taco. Yeah, it is. I got this from NorCal because that's kind of how they do it up there. Wait, is it? The hard I'm shell tacos seeing... are hard to find down here. Now, granted, the Taco Dorado down here, you will find a couple places that do it. But generally, when you talk about super taco, when you throw in like the lettuce and the mayo, et cetera, et cetera, I see it in NorCal. I don't
1: Where see it Where are here. you getting this? In the San Jose, Sacramento? Where are we going? San Jose, you can see it. Yeah, yeah, Huayrica?
2: <laughs>
1: San you? Jose, Jordan.
0: you'll
2: see I don't know, dude. I'll just <laughs> fucking check out. Just oh, we can do Taco just, Cast. I don't okay. know, man. How good a regional food argument. I know it hasn't turned into an argument, but it's going there. We're going there, right? Oh, I'm, we're I'll supporting just say this. This, We're Charlie. going.
3: Okay. I'll say this. I think tacos are better up around San Francisco. I think. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I
1: think tacos are better down here. I think burritos are better up there. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'll agree. Yeah. As a former San Franciscan and a current Angelino, that's correct. Yeah. There's yeah. no argument. There's here. no argument. Sure. Because there's no only one thing no it's just, the truth. No just, the just a the truth, truth no one's arguing that we arrive at.
2: No one's arguing about regional food. <laughs> and sorry, this is a th- I for hogies,
1: hoagies with french fries are better in Pittsburgh. Sure, agreed. Yeah. 100% agreed. <sighs>
2: uh, yeah. I so uh, so I am a little bit, Freddie, for your for your information. Mm. I I have come to be a little bit exhausted with regional food arguments yeah. because I feel like it is something that
1: Stands in for content on the internet?
2: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say something that boring men do in conversation uh, yes. in order to take control of the conversation. It's mm. a stand in for comedy. And yes, absolutely rampant on the internet too. Uh, it's like yeah, yeah, yelling about at someone about pizza is supposed to be like captivating or something. It just makes everyone feel bad. Is
1: yelling at someone a pizza a sandwich? Oh,
2: yes, I know. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is a sandwich anyways. But I think a fun discussion about the differences in regional food can be fun. But when it when it turns when it turns ugly, I check out yeah, See, I, the key is for that,
3: what, how I approach it. Sure is I'm down with everything. There's like Chicago versus thing. Like, give me the best of both. And I'm good with that. Like, if I'm just, if you're just a hungry boy, Mm -hmm. you're good with these conversations. If you're sitting there trying to like say one is better than the other, you're missing the point. Both can be really good. You just got to have both.
1: Freddie and I enjoyed a dinner in San Francisco Mm. at the House of Prime Rib. Mm, Sure. You've been to the House of Prime Rib before, haven't you? Maybe. I've certainly been to a house and I've had
2: Prime Rib. (laughs) This
1: was when we were doing the Monsters of Podcasting a decade Mm -hmm. ago with our friends from uh, Ulic nice today. Merlin and Scott Simpson in particular are very deep and profound adherents of the cult of the House of Prime Rib, which Mm -hmm. is like an old timey restaurant in downtownish San Francisco. Yeah,
3: it's got a little Tam O'Shanter vibe to it. Yeah, like
1: bit. like the Tam O'Shanter here in Los Angeles, where they only have basically one item on the menu. Mm. You can order different amounts of rareness yeah, in your yeah, yeah. prime rib, as I recall. And There's just some sides and stuff yeah, that yeah, you can yeah. choose from. Is
2: there is there cart based service?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, as, uh, is, as is proper. Yeah, Fred, Freddie and I ate at the Freddie and I ate at the bar, but uh, I've I've seen Freddie take care of a plate of prime rib like a real hungry boy. <laughs> <laughs> while while yeah. I was while I was doing the same right next to him, sure. It was one. It was one of the hi- highlights of uh, my business traveling career. Was. Sitting down with Freddie Wong and enjoying mm. some serious just, prime rib. Just showing these people how it's done. <laughs> just yeah.
2: destroying some meat. They, these, these, these yokels think they're hungry boys, but you <laughs> yeah. guys showed them.
3: There's an art form to <laughs> yeah. it. Believe me, it's a, it is a lifelong pursuit. <laughs> in tuck into it.
2: Speaking of food, yeah, I man. saw something on your Twitter account today that mm. I wanted to bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you... And, and I, uh, a, just a flood of childhood nostalgia <laughs> whacked me right in the dick as soon as I saw this thing. Mm, very good. Uh, does that metaphor work? A flood no. of childhood nostalgia hit me in the dick. You know yeah, how it's floods like are waist always. a high flood. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, or a knee-high flood in my case. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hell
2: of a heart. I got it, it, it. The old tripod <laughs> yeah, joke. I love it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, you posted that the the junk food mm-hmm. in the Berenstein Bears eat too much junk food yep, book yep. was was a was a was a lifelong food goal oh, of yours. It is
3: my i realized. I woke up this morning. And I realized like my entire life is chasing that high of yeah. looking at that food. <laughs> and being like what does this
2: and taste like and here's the thing that doesn't work because that is supposed to be an anti-junk food that's book. the best part about it and is that, that
3: shit looks so good you No, know, they blew it because the whole point of that book it, it, the, the little of the, the plot that sure. I do remember of it was that they all get fat mm-hmm. just gorging on the most delicious food ever illustrated yeah mama is like y'all gotta slow this shit down sure and then gets them on the whole health kick and then they're fine I don't remember that last part I do know I was influenced by that first part there's a there's a
2: so you know the the cover is just them just gorgeous. going to town, just popcorn. To Have you seen this?
1: No, I'm googling it oh, right now. Boy, oh, and boy. there is a
2: there is a there's a box. So most of it is just loose candy. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, they're yeah, eating yeah. like you know bags yeah, yeah. of what looks like gumballs and lollipops. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then there's just a box that mm-hmm. says yum with two
1: m's. Yeah, and I'm like, where's that? What the fuck what is in that? that box? What's oh, I bet it's so box?
2: good. What's in the
1: box? Can I tell you guys that I uh, went to internet search for Berenstain Bears Eat Too Much Junk Food sure but I kind of was trying to cut corners because I was trying to do it quick so I wrote Berenstedgin mm, sure. okay <laughs> good good so far so Google good can yeah. Google can figure this out Google can figure this out then I wrote Junk Food uh-huh. then I'm gonna admit I lost my nerve and I went ahead and added Bears <laughs> <laughs> Did oh, you didn't have the faith in the Google AI huh? no yeah. so it's Berenstedgin Junk Food Bears <laughs> Let's see the porn. <laughs>
2: Let's see it. Let's see the
1: porn. I bet it's pretty good. Um, what you I, get? I feel the same way. You know, I always spend a lot of. You maybe mm. you don't know this, Freddie, but mm-hmm. every every Sunday I'm at the flea market. I'm, I'm mm. and I am always looking for the high that I got the first time I saw that lamp. They break in the Bernstein Bears. Tell <laughs> <you> the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so tasteful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, uh, it's two things, by the way. Oh, this food's looking good. Know, What's in that
2: yum box? What's in the I yum box? I bet whatever a yum is, it incorporates both peanut butter and cream cheese. Mm. Yum. That's what I think.
1: Well, what about sweet tops? There's also sweet tops
2: here. I'm not as concerned with sweet tops. I'm more of a yum boy. Okay. Thing, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a yum daddy. I'm not a sweet top.
3: One thing I do want to point out on that cover is they are yeah. they're gorging from these what look like clear plastic boxes of candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like which something
1: is, you would mount a Butterfly, yeah. <laughs> <in. laughs> Which, to be fair, is kind of – have you been to
3: like – it's like at the Grove here, you know, the fancy outdoor mall sort of thing. It, they have these like specialty candy stores that will do like very boutique gummy bears and like small clear plastic boxes. Oh, wow. And it costs four times as much as you expect it to. But, but, the but presenta- they called this, The presentation. The presentation. They called that shit. Back in the day, you realize that this is like a window into the future of what junk food would look like.
2: Well, I mean, I remember the Berenstain or the Berenstain Berenstain, Bears were at the, you know, at the heart of a controversy a few years ago about whether or not there's alternate dimensions. Yeah, yeah, right.
3: the old Mandela effect. Sure,
2: exactly. So, I mean, I think, you know, this book proved that there's an alternate timeline running where it's Berenstain Bears and that uh, there's a movie called...
1: Shazam Uh
2: (laughs) starring Simbad.
1: Yeah. And we know that we all live in that universe because, I mean, look at the three of us three hungry boys sitting (laughs) here eating crunch (laughs) chips. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Just like the cover of the book Going to town on a
2: box of yums. So, but I mean, I I think it's also plausible that this book series also could predict candy trends. Yeah.
3: I mean, listen, it's a trans dimensional. Book series mm-hmm. that and like because I remember very specifically that and Redwall were like the two food based. I don't. Did you know ever what, read Redwall? No, what's Redwall? Redwall's like um, it's like mice. It's like a it's like a fancy series where mice have swords and shit.
2: Okay, that was dope. Sounds pretty good.
3: And the food descriptions in this book are pornographic. Mm. As a like first grader, it is the closest you get to being like I'm kind of uncomfortable reading this because <laughs> like he describes Brian Jacks, Jacks something mm. like that. Describes like scones, paragraphs of food descriptions because they'll have a feast at some point And it's just like literally four pages of wall to wall food descriptions. And I remember in like first grade when I was reading this being like, I'm so fucking hungry right now. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think we can all agree. The number one food point of our young lives was the imagination feast and hook.
3: Uh, yep, imagination, mm. fees, and hook. You and like also, those
2: globs? You like
1: those? <laughs> and the, generi- the generi- Willy
3: Wonka gobstopper thing? Yeah, you remember that's that? Good, yeah, you looked sure. at that, and you're just like, I don't know what that is, but I want to. Know, I
1: want it in my mouth. My daughter generic. this year at Halloween had that moment where she had received some Wonka brand candy, oh. and she pulled it out, and she goes like, "Wait, Daddy, are gobstoppers real?" <laughs> yeah. Like whoa 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well yeah. Was she also concerned that it
1: might be the source of some sort of ironic punishment? No. It was like it was like it was like one of those things where all she stays looking normal, but everything else has a brief digital glitch mm. in and out. <laughs> sure. And then <laughs> stock footage of an iguana appears behind her. Yeah really freaks everybody She's out finding out the shit they don't want her to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh
2: what is what is Halloween candy like these days? I don't, um. you know, I don't uh I don't have trick-or-treaters on my street. I don't have kids. I don't know if you do. No, you I live have... in a condo and there's nothing. Just zero. What what what's the hot shit Halloween candy wise these days?
1: Wonka. Well, I would say the first the primary difference between Halloween as I knew it and Halloween as my children know mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is the concentration of Halloween wealth into a few short blocks sure. of each region of a city. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like we I used to get at both my father's house and my mother's house, my parents were divorced when I was a kid, we would get a fair number of trick-or-treaters. Neither mm-hmm. were like super popular trick-or-treater destinations, but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we'd have to get two bags of candy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we would go on our block, and then there was a. We would go up the hill into Bernal Heights in San Francisco, where mm. my uh, my friend Petey lived. Of course, you guys know Petey. Sure, you yeah. love him. And uh, we'd go up and down his street because it was a, a little more residential, a little more upper middle class. Yeah, that's what the good shit was. Uh, but in Los Angeles today, there are Halloween streets. Yeah. yeah. That's 10% of the streets. Then there are. Deadly darkness streets because everyone has turned out their porch lights Mm. to indicate that all children should go away. Mm. Like, there is no in-between anymore. It is a, you know, just like with the Uh, Wealth and income gaps here in America over the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot has changed. Flustering. Mm -hmm. And the real heroes of both, of course, are single mothers. Oh.
2: (laughs) I was going to say sex workers. (laughs) 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 But you know what? Everyone's a hero.
3: Were were you a fun-size house or a full-size house?
1: We were absolutely a fun-size house. Yeah, we barely, like, my, my neighborhood... My neighborhood was very heavy on threatening teens. <laughs> like I would say, that was the top. Well, all the more
2: reason to be a full size house. That's <laughs> true. Full
1: size gets you teepeed, bro. Yeah, yeah
2: like the this... full size, they're leaving you alone for the rest of the exactly. year. Exactly. Just
1: you're you're paying for security there. Yeah. These same kids for would the cost come by of, for the like, cost of an Abba Zabba. It, it would be like it would be like they would ring the doorbell and 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 offer to sell you a magazine subscription so they could go to college. And if you said no, thank you, they would kind of like. Like push up their sleeves so you could see their gang tattoo, (laughs) that kind of situation, like a protection racket, but for selling magazine subscriptions for college, those were the kids that were doing the primary trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. But in terms of candy, my kids, first of all, God bless them, did a very bad job collecting candy. (laughs) (laughs) Volume-wise. Yeah. Like, they just don't have the focus. Did they have a pail, or did they do the, um, like, pillowcase? They had bags. Okay. One of them is shaped like a pumpkin. Nice. We hang on to that. Love it. And then the other one is uh, my daughter Grace's... Library bag? I don't understand. I don't remember where it came from. I don't. It's like one of those cloth sewing bags that you make in your like your first sewing class. That uh, sounds yeah, fun. Yeah. I just did one of those. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: Are you really taking a sewing class?
1: Yeah. And you made a cloth bag. Yeah. What's what th- the first thing you do? What are you yeah.
2: throwing
3: in the bag? Uh, not things, not too heavy because I don't trust my uh, sewing. I'll sure, yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> Light objects.
2: Fun size only.
1: Fun size only. Yeah, if you That's throw right. a full size in there. Yeah, get out. Of but anyway. I'm gonna say my kids got only got 15 candies apiece. Mm-hmm. What? Well, they just don't. These are a seven year old, a five year old, and a two year old. The two year old uh, wasn't really holding them back, and they yeah. were in a group. It doesn't sound like they're college material. A group of seven year olds. <laughs> <laughs> a group of seven year olds. God, I hope my children going to the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, a group of seven year olds. You mean that you want them to write for Variety? Yeah. <laughs> 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 they haven't figured out how to focus and buckle down and oh. make it happen for themselves. So w- they, they've they been eating there, and they're, they're basically done now, but uh, I did notice that the last one in my son's bag was an Almond Joy.
3: I was Raising like, them right. Yeah. yeah. There you then, go.
1: Now sure. as then, yes. no one wants a fucking <laughs> Almond Joy. That and Mounds. Got to yeah. be the tie for, like, oh. worst candies. Even as an adult who has, I feel like, along with asparagus, mm-hmm. Coconut is the thing that I have most come to as an adult. Mm. Like I was pretty dead set against it when I was a kid, and I'm perfectly fine with it now. Mm. Um, Great in a dessert, yeah. So, except even, for amounts, or that's what or I was ones. about to say. So yeah, even now, suck. as a now, I I love coconut flavored things. Yeah, especially because of chocolate flavored things it's on like the real short list mm. of. So uh, I I love a coconut flavor. No one. Who loves, I mean, I know there must be people, it must be like Tab, where there's people who have special Facebook groups yeah. for hoarding mounds mm-hmm. but I don't know who it's those like that, people like are. like candy corn people. Yeah. Like
3: I've met candy corn people. Like
1: serious be. candy corn people. Yeah, it's, it's jacked up, man. My <laughs> wife my wife looks forward all year to candy corn season. Whoa. I know. She also liked the pumpkins? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I get A little it. more mass in those. I kind of like them too. The pumpkins. I like the pumpkins and the candy corns. I, I, I
2: I've gone on record. This is my position. Yeah, three pieces a year. They're nope. gr- it's a three three great bites. <laughs> but if I have four pieces, I just have to. Go to sleep
1: until a wave hits me in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) We should explain. Jordan's alarm clock is a wave that hits me in the dick. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's like one of those wave machines, like, at an indoor surfing.
2: I sleep on the beach. It's like Matthew McConaughey, but I don't have a trailer.
3: Yeah. It's like a here to attorney, but just by yourself. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's very romantic. Um, (laughs) Freddie, what was your your Halloween candy of choice as a kid?
3: So, okay, so here's the thing. I love Nestle Crunch.
1: Okay, I'm all Crunch is about good. That Chocolate's crunch. Crunch is crunch chocolate scrumptious when you Chocolate
3: is crunch. So for the longest time, like that's what I'd be hunting for. Even in fun size, Nestle Crunch is still workable. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? A lot of times, fun size just screws up a lot of candy. But Nestle Crunch still workable in the fun size. You got that one two punch.
2: Yeah, I, you know? I mean, uh, 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 you, I think uh, right. I think a, a Snickers nah, really get out suffers out yeah, get when here. it's been fun sized. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: so like. I remember for Halloween, like, that's what I'll be hunting for. Jolly Ranchers, I hate that shit. It gets stuck in your molars. You know, time I gets to that certain yep. size and then it gets stuck in your molars, and you're just like licking mm. away at like green out. I just hate it. There Forget was a it.
1: time in my childhood when a Jolly Rancher was a prestige candy. I it think you're a, a, a little, you're a little younger. You're you're a few years younger than yeah, Jordan yeah. and I, Freddie But um, there was a time when a when a Jolly Rancher right. was a distributed premium. by Miramax. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was the HBO of candies, <laughs> right. if you will. Yeah, a sad situation. We later learned. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we didn't know what was going. Going on. yeah, but okay. there was a time when Jolly Rancher was the candy, it really? was like right before sour candies broke big. I would ah, say, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but a Jolly Rancher was like a fancy can- candy that people wanted, and I remember eating it and thinking, This, huh?
2: <laughs> I uh, uh, I definitely remember uh, feeling threatened because you know, the long flat Jolly Ranchers, hmm, yeah, could, sure, you could suck those into a point. Yeah, that's oh, a good point. Well, you, that's why they grew up in a hard neighborhood. Yeah, you could make a, you could lick, you could lick a Jolly Rancher into a shiv. Holy
1: shit! And then it, evapora- it evaporates in the wound.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's the <laughs> it's it's a perfect it's a crime. crime. <laughs> no one will convict you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, airheads? You guys remember Airheads?
3: Sure. Air, I, and the, and yeah. the mystery of the white Airhead. Oh, sure, yeah. It was one of those pre-internet sort of things. I remember like all sorts of theories floating around the old neighborhood, group of kids. Because like, here's the thing. I, I grew up during a time, maybe the last generation of kids who could still... Like when the street lights turned on was when you had to go home. Like that was the thing, which I I feel like just doesn't really happen anymore. Kids are not roaming on neighborhoods on bikes as much anymore.
1: Where did you grow up, Wong? I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. This is a beautiful country. Beautiful. Good this biking. Is a, good this biking. Is yeah. Urban environment, but it's it's also a, a a clean from rain. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: yeah. Constantly. Yep. A lot of uh, uh, MS and depression up there too, due mm-hmm. to the seasonal sort of. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but. Uh, but I remember we would drive, we would like bike up to the drugstore. like there was a drug store mm-hmm. where we would buy candies and like you know pool our allowances and just you know go wild on airheads and and stuff like that, get and, a
1: phosphate with two straws, phosphate with two
3: straws, <laughs> <laughs> and then the dairy queen, so the dairy queen which I'm sure, was, yeah the, the, the d q and they had when I was a kid, they would have crunch blizzards, and so i 'd like, this is it. This was my jam. <laughs> I was like, always all summer, swim meets, get afterwards, get that crunch blizzard. They stopped at the time i didn 't understand it now it 's like oh, clearly it was some weird licensing thing. I shit you not. I have been trying to get a Dairy Queen to make me a Crunch Blizzard for ten years. I will you go think to if you.
2: Brought them the I Crunch Bar. This. They would do. I have done you this can find multiple. A rogue times. employee. I,
3: and they. I have tried to bribe an employee twenty bucks and a Crunch Bar. On, like on the way, because there's not a lot of Dairy Queens around Los Angeles. So on the way out, you know, there's a couple on the five. If you're going up north, I will go stop by a gas station, buy a Crunch Bar, go into the Dairy Queen attached to the damn gas station, and be like, mm-hmm. listen can you do a blizzard but put this in here and the guys and every single time like I gotta ask my manager
2: and the manager comes up I'm like Cowards. I will give you tw- like here look just- and they're like sir no sir we you're like, can't you like tell me when to can't. stop you just start laying down money I've tried bribing it's
1: never happened I've tried that. you're like I am a YouTube celebrity <laughs> certainly
2: this should give me some sort of credibility out here no,
3: no
1: I,
2: I know exactly what you mean I've tried to do the same thing but with CBD oil <laughs> they will not they will not put CBD oil into my Blizzard, <laughs> fucking cowards!
3: And you saw that thing, by the way, in terms of the uh, actual effectiveness of CBD oil, right?
2: No, tell me about the thing.
3: So there's, so again, it is like there was a whole article on like how CBD oil is basically snake oil, except mm-hmm. for so they, the, of the few studies there are, they found that there it is effective in a range of about 300 milligrams as a, as a dose in terms of having these anxiety and, you know, reducing effects, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. Like I think in a, in a recent study of one guy at my house, we <laughs> <laughs> found that it makes you soups chill. <laughs> uh,
2: this is my, I, this was my first CBD oil experience. Cause I was, curious about it sure um, you know I'm always looking for ways to, to de-stress yeah and you
1: love to blow trees to, and I love to, to lubricate
2: yeah you gotta you gotta lube up yeah bro you um, blow down a
1: fucking forest like a big bad wolf baby
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right look out pigs <laughs> daddy's getting stoned what does that mean
1: who cares why does anyone
2: listen to this <laughs> um, so I was... hey don't <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, cool here's my pen numbers <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I was curious about CBD oil. Everybody's talking about it. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, it's definitely one of those things that like CBD oil people really want you to know about CBD oil. They want to, they want to, they want to shake you down and tell you, tell you about it. And they made a very compelling case. All the CBD oil people in my life made it really sound great. And so I noticed the, uh, the place where I, where I buy pot, uh, the green easy over on Beverly. Check it out. Big up Green Easy. Hey, Green Easy. Uh I noticed they send a little mass email with specials every week. Mm-hmm.
3: Um oh, so you subscribe to their mailing list. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh
2: you gotta know yeah, you gotta keep keep abreast of what's going on at the Green Easy. Jordan um, tries to blaze seasonally, so <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to get to what's in season, you yeah. know. Um Yeah, you know what they say. Think globally, blaze seasonally. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Uh so I noticed they had it they sent me a thing for CBD oil demonstration and I'm like <laughs> great this is great I can get it explained to me by a knowledgeable professional <laughs> probably you, named Doug
1: As you can uh, see it's yellowish and unctuous <laughs> Sure
2: Uh so I'm like great and I and I kind of something that I like about you know the the pot shop culture is the like you know the the Getting the explanation from like an enthusiastic oh,
3: it's maybe the best consumer experience you can have. It's really terrific. I remember in Seattle when they first opened it up. Not mm-hmm. to interrupt, but just no, no, quickly, no, please. When they first opened up, one you know, Seattle and Washington State was pretty early. I remember going to one of these spots, and then like in line was like a. It was like a parody of diversity in line. There was like a group of people on uh, a bachelorette party. It was a sure. guy in a suit. It a was a punk construction a Mohawk. worker. Like, no joke. It was like a full-on, like, United Colors of Benetton ad. <laughs> I right. was like, every walk of life is represented here. A cowboy, an in Indian, yeah, no, a ridiculous. construction it worker. It was ridiculous. Like, no joke. A guy with a construction worker vest, like, yeah, and like, a hard hat. You're ad.
1: basically just looking at a, a series of posters inside your bank. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, it, it was 100% that. And then, again, they're so enthusiastic about it. And it was like, yeah, yeah.
2: Good experience. So so I I I went in 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 the you know the designated CBD oil demonstration time, and the place was decked out. They had kind of laid out this like astroturf, and they had put out these streamers, really, 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 you know, really Mm -hmm. doing it up for the CBD oil demonstration. And Wait, I just, with astroturf and streamers, yeah, they had kind of like decorated it to make it. Well, okay, I think this will explain it. To yeah.
1: make it look like a lawn care expo,
2: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like those, uh, like those places at the county fair that sell you hot tubs. Got it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The pavilion. Um, so I, I go in and and so there. And usually in the pot shop, there's a friendly pot shop dog, a golden retriever with a bandana, pretty standard. That's nice. Very nice dog. Uh, Did you say it's Soups Chill? Yeah. I think that's the dog's name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or it's technical breed. That's the Latin name. <coughs> um, so, so there, but there were, there were three pot shop dogs. So I go up and so I'm like, this is great. They're really celebrating. (laughs) So I go up to the to the to the demonstration person. They welcome me. They're like, Are you here for the CBD oil demonstration? I said, Yes, I am. Again, that great consumer experience you're looking for. You're welcomed in, you're given a spiel, you're, you know, you're made to feel informed. It was great. A spiel is a local pot (laughs) cooking. It's kind of like a macaroon. Yeah. So, uh, it's like
1: a LA version of a black and white cookie. <laughs> for New York, yeah.
2: So, it's this the so the woman starts to explain the CBD oil products to me, and about a minute in, I realized that this is CBD oil for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and what? I it was only for dogs, and I had said that I was interested. Oh, my god! So I had to, so they're like, so are you, are your pets having problems? And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, my cat's running around a lot at night. I guess she does that because I didn't want to say, oh, I thought this was for humans. I just didn't want to. And I'm, so she starts explaining about how it'll be good for the cat. And I'm like, shit, to avoid an awkward moment, how much CBD oil for pets am I going to buy from this lady? I was able to back out by just taking a brochure and saying I would need to do some more research and consult my vet. Which I I want to rub
3: weed
1: oil all over my mittens. Is (laughs) this cool? So yeah, it's out there. If uh, you got an anxious Dr. Thompson, uh, (laughs) quick consultation. You ever accidentally get involved in a pet oil demonstration? (laughs) How would you get out of that? Yeah, I I laid it on you. (laughs) So that that
3: reminds me of I've had a very strange okay. um, I'm, I'm debating whether or not to tell the story. Well, whatever. Well, Let's
2: now you got it. Let's try <laughs> it. Let's Let's do it. Well, cast. Sure.
3: It's cast. Okay. Um, so we had a building, uh, an office building, uh, a space up in Burbank. we were moving out, and I'm sitting there, and you know it's all cleaned out. And this guy comes in. And he's like, "Hey, are you guys? You guys are uh, renting this place out, right? You guys looking for a new tenant?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." Call the number on the thing. That's the the realtor. He's like, "No, no let me talk to you first. And this dude. <sighs> His company, he wanted to take over, and his company, like, used MRI machines to magnetically, like, do something to CBD oil and weed. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which then he was, and then their website was like, you know, it's like. It affects it on a molecular level. Oh God. And it increases <laughs> the potency of it. And sure. he's like, and it makes it better. It removes all the side effects of weed. And I was like, okay. He's like, so we have these MRI machines that we've repurposed to magnetically resonate weed at certain frequencies. And like the whole time i like, What is going on? He's like, anyway, we'd love to take over this space. Here, let me get you some sample. He went to his car, and he came back and said, like, Here's just a bunch of weed-related things. Wow. And I was like, okay, cool. It's like, all right, let me know if we can take over the space. And I was like, one... We we pulled up the website. We're just like, you gotta be kidding me! This is the most ridiculous. So
2: like, yeah, let us know if we get to take over the space. Clearly, we'll be here forever. Yeah, it
1: was like <laughs> we got all this. So, and the best part hey, was like um, the landlords. My name's Jim. I'm a <laughs> I'm a living billboard for the negative effects of marijuana. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the best part was the best part was like you know I was like, look, it's not my decision. It's the landlords get to make this. The landlords are the most uptight. Just piece of shit like worst people have ever sounds
2: met. like they could use some they molecularly just, modified CBD oil products
1: I, yeah. run
3: through an mri machine so now like from from now on though whenever we're like yeah this is this is good weed but is it as good as this quantum <laughs> <weed?"> like, <laughs> how, how right. much
1: does it cost to buy an mri machine hundreds of thousands of dollars okay we're gonna find out exactly let's take a quick break when we return on Jordan Jesse Go, we'll find out how much these people spent on used MRI machines. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne. Known as America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective here. We came up with those names when we were 19. Still doing them. Why are we? (laughs) Hard to say. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Jesse. Jordan, Jesse, go. Brought to you every month. exciting announcements. Every week, I should say, by all the folks who are MaxFun members. Mm -hmm. God bless every single one of them, tip to toe, from the Ruta to the Tuta. Every single MaxFun member is a, is a blessed human. We'll kiss you right on the Tuta if we ever see you. Oh, God, I'd love to kiss a tuda With right your now. consent, of course. Yeah, if you want us to kiss you on the Tuta, just let us know. Yeah, we'll kiss that tuda. Yeah, we're going to need it notarized, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I head down to the
2: <laughs> shoe repair place that also has a notary.
1: <laughs> you know who was a notary for a long time? W. Kamal Bell. That's fun. Your friend W. Kamal hey, Bell was a notary back in, the, back in our San Francisco Everybody days. Everybody had a hustle before yeah. they made it big. He was a notary. Anyway, we're also brought to you this week by our friends at... Stitch Fix. Oh, when a problem comes, comes along,
2: you, you must stitch it. it. It's an online personal styling service
1: that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories. So we're talking about anything you can wear. You give them a little information about what your own personal style is. Like, I imagine, Jordan, that you told them you like, uh, shirts with, uh, fish on them. Yeah. what you're wearing right now. Give me all
2: those fish shirts, uh, is what I said. So yeah, you fill out a little information about yourself, uh, what the dress code at your office is, you know, if you have to. Calypso casual. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, chill core. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> uh is the genre of my band. Got it. Um and yeah, and then they send you uh then they send you a great box uh with with uh with whatever frequency you choose. They have a couple of different frequencies to choose, and you uh pick out the items you like and the
1: rest uh you just ship back to them free of charge. Uh no fuss, no muss. Yeah, you wanna exchange something for something? Yeah, easy, free. You wanna return something? Yeah, easy free. Uh, This is one of the easiest situations you could possibly get involved in. All you got to do is go to stitchfix.com slash jjgo and answer a few quick questions.
2: Yeah, it's a ton of fun. I do Stitch Fix myself. uh, And every time I'm wearing a Stitch Fix Fix item, uh, I inevitably get a compliment. Uh, We've been talking about my gray pants. Uh But just the other day, someone told me how much they liked my blue pants
1: that I got from
2: Stitch Fix.
1: Everybody loves a nice blue pants. Soft blue pants. That's the color of the sea. Mm. Mm. And soft or green depending on what culture you belong to of course interesting thank you thank anyway you. get started now at stitchfix.com jj go whether you're a contemporary american or or in an ancient Greek <laughs> who saw the sea being green. Right. Get started now at stitchfix.com slash jjgo. You'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash jjgo to get started today. stitchfix.com slash jjgo. And here's something exciting, this Jordan. This is speaking of clothes. This is fashion-related, Jordan. It sure is. Now, uh, Jordan, you know that America is in desperate need of a hero. Sure is. And I think that on this very program, just a few short weeks ago, we found a hero. That's right. We sure did. A robot that your children
2: wanted from Amazon that is from uh, uh, some nation
1: that we cannot place. Now, my child, my two-year-old child, dropped this robot. Uh, I have it in my hand, Mm -hmm. the original. My two-year-old child dropped it in the bath. (laughs) And then my wife put it in the closet to dry out. And then my five-year-old, we think, forgot about it. And now I've brought it into the office to share with you in the hopes that it will never enter my home again. Hello. I am number three Robocop. I have a super Sans ability, <laughs> Able to send your special
3: orders. I can dance as well.
1: <laughs>
2: so of course this robot is now instantly more popular than either of us.
1: God, I can't stand that music. So we have created a t shirt with the robot on it, uh or a representation of the robot mm-hmm. on it. It yeah. shares his special message. Which, of course, <laughs> which is, of course, is Destroy the West. Destroy the West. Well, we actually put DTW. Yeah, DTW.
2: We didn't want it to seem too aggressive. If so you you'll know.
1: wear it on an airplane or. You'll know that DTW, of course, stands for Destroy the West. And you know what? I'm going to come up. We're going to come up with a contest to give away the original number three Robo. I love that. I love that. Uh, so, yeah. So this shirt, uh, <laughs> we got two different styles of the shirt, right? Yeah, there's a gentleman's style and a lady's style. Uh, one is uh, is a gray. Uh, the the men's sizes are gray, and there's a beautiful heathered lilac mm. for ladies. Very lovely. Go to maxfunstore.com,
2: lots of other holiday merch uh, holiday merch. Uh, there's a tugboat and pistachio shirt from oh, Can I Pet so Your
1: Dog? Cute. The dogs are so cute.
2: Uh, all sorts of stuff at Maxfunstore.com. Uh, and uh, I guess we
1: should probably mention uh, that we will be at SF Sketch Fest this year. Yeah, this is going to be very exciting. Uh, it is going to be the weekend of January 19th. We have, Jordan, you and I, between the two of us, Yes, three Slam Jam super shows. That's
2: right. Uh, the, the 19th, January 19th, 7 p.m., Castro Theater. Judge John Hodgman featuring you and John Hodgman. Yeah. Judging, Mostly John Hodgman. Judging stuff. Oh, yeah absolutely uh very exciting uh, the, that same night at 1030 you're gonna want to, oh, this is you're gonna want to have a little late night espresso and come see two shows uh, because 1030 cops comedy Club uh, we're doing an all-new episode of the sci-fi comedy podcast
1: bubble Jonathan Colton himself is going to be there in person to sing beautiful Jonathan Colton bubble songs
2: yes uh, he'll be singing some new legally dissimilar songs that we can use on the podcast we're gonna have the cast there with with special guest narrator, Gene Grey. Yeah, Eliza Skinner, Christella Alonzo, Allison Becker, Mike Mitchell, and uh, some to-be-announced special guests. This is a, uh, a new episode. This is in continuity, too. This counts. This is not an imaginary story. It's oh, I just assumed this was going to be like a holiday special. No, in continuity. Oh, wow. So this is this, part of I it. I did not expect this that. This is part of it. You have shit. to You have to be there if you want the whole story. Is this
1: going to be a prequel or a, this a is side quest? episode
2: 4A. It happens between episodes 4 and 5.
1: Oh, wow. So it's, it's like, going to be mid-timeline. Yeah, mid-timeline. Have you written an uh, encyclopedia at all? <laughs> nope, so oh. some of it might not make sense. <laughs>
2: I have to hire a guy like George Lucas to keep track of all this stuff. So, and yes. then
1: we, Jordan, Jesse Go, are going to be at the Punchline on Sunday, January 21st. And uh, tickets are going to go on sale on the 30th, yes. I believe, for that. It's a little later. And it's going to be an
2: afternoon show. We don't know exactly what time it is, but stay tuned. Keep the afternoon of the 21st open. And go to sfsketchfest.com for all of these tickets. SFSketchfest.
1: You can also find direct links at MaximumFun.org to all of the shows. And also, before we go, George, yeah. I wanted to mention uh, somebody a uh, named Devra, mm-hmm. a listener to our show who sent us um, uh, who sent us a message about uh, how Jordan Jesse Go helped her in a really tough spot with a, a kid who had a really severe uh, health Situation,
2: Yeah, and I think they are through the woods in terms of this health situation. So we are definitely, uh, definitely thrilled to hear about that. And, yeah, just we wanted to say thanks to Debra and everybody else who uh, drops a line to mention that the show is helpful. Can so. I
1: say thanks to the lady who works for a medical supply company, a medical equipment company, and, like, goes from uh, brain surgery to brain surgery? Yeah, it brain surgeries or heart surgeries? I think it was brain. Brain surgery to brain surgery and just one of the doctors was an asshole. And then uh, she accidentally started talking about Bubble with the mm-hmm. resident who was there. And the resident was a Bubble fan. And then the anesthesiologist came in and was like, oh, you guys are talking about Max Fun? Yeah. And then she said she recommended Jordan Jesse Go to the anesthesiologist who hadn't heard it before. And then later realized she had jeopardized her career <laughs> in so doing. Uh,
2: yeah. So thank you so much to everybody who drops a line about the show. Yeah. It really, really means the world. Very grateful. We'll be back
1: in just a second on Jordan Jesse it's Short love and love Go. love thorne love The $144,000 or best offer man. Yes, that's right. I'm buying an extremity MRI machine dedicated open bore on eBay. Shipping is $750. But just think
2: how much you'll make when you run some ordinary old CBD products through it. Blast them with quantum beams. And then sell them for twice the price. In a
3: strange way, your target audience is the exact kind of people who will believe that this is making their <laughs> weed better. Right.
1: You know what I would describe as the aesthetic of this uh, of this extremity MRI machine hmm. Japanese toilet, <laughs> <laughs> like sprays your butt toilet, basically. Yeah,
4: <laughs> but it just gives lucky. your yeah. Get it your... is
1: way more vulgar when you put your leg into this MRI machine than when you put your arm into it. Oh, boy. Based on this creepy picture. Oh,
2: yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> She's really... You really have to... Oh, God. You really have to splay to let it get up oh in there. God. It
2: does look like you're uh, fucking a claw machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one of those prize things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You guys know what I'm talking only, about. If only. Mm-hmm. Now, Jordan, I know that you have been really excited. First of all, I... Uh, some listeners might not know this, but probably your- Freddie Wong. Freddie Wong is our guest. Yeah. Freddie Wong is our guest on the program. <laughs> Did we introduce ourselves?
2: Uh, I didn't. Jordan Moore's
1: boy detective. Oh, okay. Good well, Freddie, Freddie Wong is here from uh, Rocket Jump and uh, the Story Break podcast. Jo- Freddie, for your benefit, Jordan's favorite movie probably of all time is Avatar. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah. I mean, I love, I just love the
2: world of Pandora. Yeah. Of course, that classic character, Jake Sully, yeah. played by- <laughs> An actor, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Ntiri, mm-hmm. Batongo, mm-hmm. In- Inuish, yeah, Shintotum.
1: Those sh- colorful tree- fucking trees. Tree
2: toe, mm-hmm. and of course, what what Avatar cast would be complete without
1: Harold and Kumar? Harold
2: and Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> Those <laughs> Harold and Kumar <laughs> get some unobtanium. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I and you know, and we maybe I don't know if you know this about us, but we're real pop culture geeks. We're total pop geeks, culture geeks. Gamer, gamers. You know we love <laughs> to hang out? Is we, just we love out, this stuff.
1: And we love gaming. Sure. And sure.
2: Hit flicks. Oh, I mean, and just getting into it about pop culture. We're sure. junkies. We love this stuff.
1: Uh, we're we
3: junkies. love this stuff. Do you have any
2: heroin?
1: We're junkies
2: <laughs> who love pop culture. Do you have any news about the upcoming Avengers movie? Shoot it straight into my dick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All the it. other veins are ruined. I need it. By the previous um, film. Sure. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
2: Wonder yeah. Woman casting news. Shoot it between my toes Ugh. all those good rumors <laughs> yeah. oh the rumors the goss new trailers we love this stuff
3: the teaser trailers before the trailers oh, yeah. oh my yeah. god yeah.
2: international trailers with eight seconds of new footage
3: only way i can finish <laughs>
2: while well, watching an international trailer. oh yeah it's gotta be turned up in the <laughs> headphones
3: mm-hmm.
2: and of course you know i know i don't know if you consider yourself a real geek a gamer oh, a pop love culture love junkie I live on the Would
3: internet. Would you say
1: you love this stuff?
2: Love it. We love this stuff. Roll like, around in
1: it. Basically, I'm like social media. Yeah, please. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: uh, can't has memes. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: God. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, can't has memes. <laughs> anyway. All so... your pop culture belong to us, Joe. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>
1: Dug deep for that one. So I so this is this
2: news is a couple weeks old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about maybe getting into it last week, but it just was not time. But yeah. and, but I think we can agree that last you know I don't think we were really qualified to do it last week with a real jock like Travis McElroy. <laughs> yeah, we needed a real gamer. Yeah, a geek. Yeah, a pop culture chunk. <laughs> <laughs> you just uh. call him a pop culture chunky. Yeah.
3: <laughs> love it.
2: Like Freddy Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we love this stuff. We yeah. love this stuff.
3: I live off of it.
1: So,
2: as you mentioned, my favorite movie is Avatar.
1: Yeah. All those classic characters. Would I you mentioned. say your favorite food is Gamer Grub? I <laughs> <laughs> love yes.
3: Mountain Dew, I bro. I love to do
2: the Dew. Bro, do. you do out. Do you get exclusive? What's your favorite flavor
1: of oh, burritos?
3: A-
2: anything that gives me exclusive codes on how to boost my COD <laughs> stats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to get those exclusive codes. Guys, to- I've been playing so much Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs>
3: oh. Okay, I love the latest Call of Duty. Which number was that
2: again? Oh,
1: 69, baby. <laughs> oh. Nice, <Yes. laughs>
2: nice. Uh, so, yeah, some pop culture news. I think we're all excited about yeah. is they've announced the titles, or maybe I don't know if this is a this is an official announcement or if it's a leak. It might be a leak. So, you know, even uh, better. Yeah. Oh, I love those leaks. Give me those leaks. So they've announced the titles of the next four Avatar movies. Finally, and I just wanted to maybe are
1: they already are they are these being made? Are they making them as
2: a block? Uh, I yeah maybe it's a thing where they just hang out in James Cameron's submarine for two years and see how many they can knock out. Does
1: James Cameron believe he will never die? And this is his (laughs) life's work. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Making four more (laughs) Avatar
2: movies. Um. So so I just wanted to I mean, lay out the titles to you yes, guys, please. and then maybe we can all give an opinion about which one we're more excited about, oh, sure. because we love this stuff. So here's the first one. I don't know if this is an order. I don't know if this is the order in which they'll be released, but here's the order in which I'm looking at them on IndieWire.com.
1: Uh, can you please, I don't care what order they'll be released, but if you could stick to the timeline of the universe.
2: Sure. <laughs> now,
1: does this include um, the
2: Cirque du Soleil uh, Turok first flight? <laughs> yes. Okay. Which is a prequel to the yeah, first yeah, yeah. film. I think that's timeline-wise. The first thing that happens is the certain mm-hmm, day Soleil yeah. shot Turok, the first flight. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, first first title mentioned here. Mm-hmm.
1: Was Turok the first airbender? <laughs> no, no, this is Turok. Turok. <laughs> the...
2: Anyway. Uh, completely different. The,
1: isn't that one of the new characters in, uh, what's that video game I just said I like? Fortnite. Fortnite? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Gotta gotta nerf your Turok. Yeah. <laughs> they nerfed Turok. Yep. Anyway. First of first of the Avatar <laughs> titles. Avatar, the way of water. Brilliant. Mm. Avatar, the seed bearer. Love it. Wow. Avatar, the Tolkien writer. And of course, Avatar, the quest for Iwa, that's spelled E Y W A. So just initial reactions, guys.
1: Which one are you most excited about? I fucking love it. As a father of three, I, myself, am a seed bearer. <laughs> you consider yourself a seed bearer. I I'm more say, of a seed yeah. spiller.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, given given the sort of sexual nature that right. the fandom has taken Avatar, I do think there are many people a in for that seed bearer one. Yeah. Is there
1: an Avatar fandom? Yeah, man. Because that's the thing about these, I don't. I don't mean to get too sincere too <laughs> fast, I don't. I. I would be hard pressed to name a film that has more thoroughly, as far as I can tell, disappeared from the popular cult c- consciousness relative to having made a billion dollars yeah, in the no, box office or whatever. Because even Titanic, even to this day, has yeah, lasting effects. Sure. You know, like- I feel like there's more talk of uh, true lies in yeah. 2018 america than there
2: <laughs> is of avatar <laughs>
1: I'm
2: sure if we're running down the camera movies the abyss yeah, we'll probably sure. talk about
1: more than they talk about avatar um so my first initial my initial is the seed carrier mm-hmm. that's my first feeling <laughs> but um i've always been a fan of the last one what was that that was manny abar uh, <laughs> the quest for <laughs> cardinals Ewa. reliever the quest for Iwa. okay uh, no, I liked it better when it was Cardinal's Relief for Manny Abar. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, that's actually what it says here. Okay. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, I mean, personally, I'm a I'm a Tolkien writer, man. I just really? can't wait to see what they do with that part of the mythology, the Tolkien's. Oh, I their just, rich culture.
1: I just assumed that was just a literal recap of J.R.R. Tolkien's writer,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what he what he demanded in yeah. speaking appearances. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Forty-four ounces of
2: honeyed mead. <laughs> sure, yeah, several breakfasts. <laughs> man, I need a lot do of breakfasts. Th- some
3: sweet smoke. Sure. Do you think? Uh... I think James Cameron like maybe met some eldritch god like when diving, <laughs>
2: like a Cthulhu type, like creature? something,
3: and made some sort of bargain? Because yeah. right, like because oh. that's my that's my sort of running theory is that he got into the weird world of you know everyone's like ooh there's, we, the, the oceans are less explored than space guys right. like there's yeah. You know, I feel like he's like because the first Avatar should not have made that much money, but mm-hmm. he did. here's
1: I'm very much of two I have two strong and divergent feelings about James Cameron and his oeuvre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen Titanic. What? Uh, Sorry, what? I've never seen Titanic. But I did see Avatar in the theater, and I think it's the worst movie I've ever seen (laughs) in the movie theater. (laughs) That said, he took his Avatar money and spent it on submarines. Yeah. And to me, that is the single most compelling celebrity folly in the world. Yeah. I love it. I far prefer it to these tech billionaires buying Agreed. spaceships. A thousand percent agree. Fucking submarines are awesome. I totally want to watch every one of his 3D science museum documentaries. Yeah. Which which are good, which are really good. Love it. Love 3D (laughs) Science Museum documentaries. The total amount that I want to watch a 3D movie is 21 minutes. (laughs) And you want Mount Everest to be involved. Exactly. Ideally. Exactly. (laughs) Like, so I could not have more conflicted feelings about James Cameron based on, number one, I sincerely despised Avatar. And number two fucking love that he has these upset that he like, clearly is a, as an ocean guy who makes mm-hmm. movies to fund his ocean <laughs> I seriously like ran into uh, when that thing got announced there was something about Sigourney Weaver or something like mm-hmm. that saying that one of them was kind of explores the undersea world of the.
2: you're probably thinking of the way of
1: water yeah way of water so, avatar the of water. colon the way of water so when I when I saw that one I mean maybe they go underwater in the seed bearer
2: I mean you know what do you, I mean if a seed's gonna you know, grow you know what's that, it need you know no, that the
3: technological good. hurdle for these Movies was they were developing tech to do motion capture underwater. (laughs) Like, that's what is holding them up and why it's taking so long. He was like, I've spent a lot of money to be able to mocap underwater. Guys,
2: can you imagine the sexy fucking squid that's going to be in that movie? The
1: sexy squid. But anyway, like, when I heard there was an Mm -hmm. underwater one, I was like, that directly brought into conflict my taste for and (laughs) distaste for James. And I literally, I think the submarines won. I was like, oh, an underwater one. Well, I'll check that out. And I'm like, well, I, the last one was literally the movie I've liked least that I sat through all of in a movie theater in my entire life. But I'm like, the, just the, the possibility of submarines being involved, and I'm like, yeah, sure.
2: I'll give it a shot. I do like your theory, Freddie, that in one of his private expeditions, the ones yeah. he was not filming for, yeah. uh, for a science museum, he did meet some sort of Cthulhu-like horror. Uh-huh. And now he owes it some bargain something, something and has to keep making avatar movies in order to feed its hunger for whatever
3: but i think it also explains why they're so every one of his movies are just commercial successes
2: i know yeah he really seems to be able to not make a failure
1: Uh, I Uh, just wanted
2: to give you guys a quick little update as to what my uh, Google ads came up in this this IndieWire article, just Mm -hmm. letting you guys know that Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is coming (laughs) to (laughs) Canyon and in Pasadena February 2nd. February 2nd, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So if anybody wants to go to that, hit me up.
1: I think that, I don't know if you knew this, this is like a fun fact about James Cameron. You know, he got divorced a few years ago Mm -hmm. and he changed the name of his submarine to the Seed Bearer. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hot babes in there, you know? Mm hmm. <laughs> you want to score? Take them in your fucking submarine. Sure, yeah. Take them on a little quest for Iwa.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, baby.
1: <laughs> Do people in the Avatar fandom want to fuck the space aliens? There's a lot. The forest aliens? There's
3: a lot of Avatar porn on there. They my are dude. pretty mm. sexual. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there is. It is They're like, like live. Yeah, there's like the hair sinewy. fucking sinewy. Yeah, it's like the hair. The blue gymnasts. Cat gymnasts, cat yeah. blue cat gymnasts, blue cat gymnasts. Who knew? Who knew that that was secretly the ambition of every Midwestern housewife.
1: <laughs> it would be awesome if uh, instead of cat gymnasts, they were uh, inspired by dog agility competitors. <laughs> or, you know where they like Just run sexually on the little running between poles, like, bit, like yeah, jump yeah, yeah, over yeah. little things. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would have been made Avatar way doper Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It would be great if all the chase scenes were inspired by dog agility (laughs) and you just had a, you know, a giant.
1: Oh, got to jump through that hoop. (laughs) Sure.
2: Dodge these stationary
1: poles. <laughs> have you ever been to a dog show like that? Uh, no. I have seen people practicing dog agility at the dog no park. No shit, really? Yeah, it's fucking so cool. Every time I see it, I think, like, had I not had children, this would be what I would be spending my <laughs> emotional energy on. <laughs> this particular brand of enthusiastic loneliness. <laughs> it is so cool. I love it. Freddie, are you a pet guy? So- so I have a
3: dog in my life.
2: <laughs> let me be, let me be right. clear on this one.
3: This is one of those things. But where
2: you're not putting labels on it.
3: I'm not putting labels on it. Yeah.
2: So my younger you're brother. you just hanging
3: out. My younger brother, who my parents call the uh, younger, hotter, thinner version of me. They, re- <laughs> they refer to him as essentially the new model car. Uh, oh, boy. The family. Oh, wow. He's an actor. Sure. Uh, and he got a dog. Mm-hmm. Like a little, a very cute dog who fucking hates me. Mm-hmm. And also, we lived together. He didn't consult me. Before that decision, wait—he just brought a dog to your house. <laughs> he brought a dog into our lives, and it was just like, "Hey, I have a dog now." I'm like, at no point was I asked if this was okay, so I guess I just have to go with it. So I just go with it. The dog hates me, growls at me every single time uh, she sees me. Huh. Um, she knows you're talking shit about her on podcasts. I know, I know, I know. I know that dog here, and so yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, we we've never the Wong family's had have very bad pet history we had a turtle once mm-hmm. and the turtle mysteriously disappeared i later found out that was ended up in the soup that we had
2: <laughs> oh, oh my wow. god what holy shit they cooked your pet
3: i mean it's to be fair the soup was fucking
2: delicious i bet it was good um, because that turtle was loved and that love listen chi- there's being so- out
3: when they talk about, like, Southern Chinese, because like, my dad's from Southern China, my mom's from Northern China, when they talk about Southern Chinese, the, the saying is, oh, yeah, the Southern Chinese will eat, you know, translated, will eat anything that uh, slithers, has legs, or flies, and basically just covers, the joke is it covers all animals, mm-hmm. like, they'll just eat anything. So, yeah, I've had turtle. Pretty good.
2: That you that you once kept as a pet.
3: See, now, that taught me pretty early, don't be emotionally attached to animals. <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you never know. You never know. I I was at the flea market this morning and I was talking to this dog I love there mm-hmm. named Hi-Fi. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was petting Hi-Fi. A- hang out at uh, the Green Easy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I took a, got some oil. I took yeah. a. I I took a look. I got I got one of these information phones. I I set that thing to portrait mode and shot mm. a few snaps of my best friend Hi-Fi. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And texted one of them to my wife, and she texted back, "Also oh, so cute or something like sure. that. And I was like, oh, you know, that's Hi-Fi. He belongs to my friends who have the store and pass. It. Like, I'm telling tell her the story of Hi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Hi-Fi, and she just texts me back, yeah, I know. You talk about that dog a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> So that's where I'm at with regard to emotionally emotional attachment to animals. Uh. I will develop an uh, an emotional attachment to a dog at the flea market, <laughs> unhealthily so. As well. yeah,
3: where, exactly. No, I got no problems with uh with uh with pets with dogs. I have more dogs in my building. I think there are more dogs in my building than there are human beings. <laughs> Like it's one of those buildings. Human where
2: it's like, beings can have multiple dogs. Exactly, that's the thing exactly. about humans. Yeah,
1: it depends on how many young ladies you have who have multiple tiny dogs. In my <laughs> experience, to that ratio in your building. Like I, I lived in a building for a while that I would say had four young women who had oh. three or more very small dogs. <laughs>
3: mm. So I, I knew. So I'm in the arts district, which is like now a very hip, cool place to be. Oh. Well, you're very artistic. Yeah. But we were there you know, to, to sort of lay down some street cred. I've been there for about 10 years now. It, I was there before. It was, it was a very weird, sketchy place. And I remember distinctly the moment it flipped from weird, sketchy place to hip, cool place was we were in this like weird artist loft space with this guy in our building. And he's just this crazy desert dude who kind of talked like this and had crazy machines. And he was talking about going to Burning Man. He's been sure. to all the Burning Mans. He had this scale tracks. model of like this. This 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 like, uh, uh, this thing that he was going to build in the desert is going to be cover and all this stuff. And then as he was telling us about this, the new tenants like across the hall like walked by and they had a Whole Foods bag and a small dog in their arm. And they're like, oh, you guys are going to Burning Man? Oh, my gosh. We're going to be there, too. We can't <laughs> wait to see it. And then he walked by and oh, he had this, this look of Fucking
2: hatred. Fucking Desert Phil hates those people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're
1: the ones who are ruining the burn. I have yeah. a friend from high school who goes to a thing. That's like Burning Man, but it's for like Mad Max cosplay.
2: Yeah, I've heard about that. I guess there are now smaller scale Burning Man. Because Burning Man's like mainstream now. Like Google has
3: a Burning Man presence.
2: Yeah, you might as well go into Disneyland, man, and yeah, bro, worshiping the mouse. Anyway. Uh, yes, I have heard of this thing that it is it, right. It is taking that Mad Max thing that you see at Burning Man and making it the explicit theme oh. of the event.
1: Yeah, I've seen pictures that he's posted on the internet of him in a full outfit, mm-hmm. and it's really something. They really put they really put the work in to enjoy that weekend. Do they are they moving the whole time? Are they constantly driving around, or is it like a stationary? We're all going to get yeah. To my friend there. plays guitar, and then the flames come out of the yeah. Oh, sure yeah. yeah. Remember over to, when over to Bullet Town. Remember when fucking Mad Max, whatever it's called, came out, and you just like went to the movie theater and saw that, and you're like, oh, can this be all movies forever? <laughs> fucking ruled. Oh my so God, good. that was so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fury Road was one of the best. Like a reverse Avatar. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, hey, I liked Avatar.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you admire the technical achievement, or- well, yeah, actually, yeah.
3: honestly, I mean, first and foremost, we're really get into it. To real nerd out for a second here, we, got uh, we flight, love this flight. Stuff. Is hard to depict on film, mm. and it's one of the few times where I'm like, I get it. 3D makes sense. For I've
2: it. got a Cirque du Soleil show. I think you <laughs> should see Two the first flight, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Cano- canonically in the Avatar universe.
3: Yeah, I think it works. You know, I think that like again, it's definitely an eye rolly movie, but like, yeah are good you time. are you excited to are you excited to explore the Avatar universe? Fuck. Yeah, I am. I'm the guy that when they said that they're taking out uh, Animal Kingdom at Disney World and replacing it with Avatar Land, being like, when's my next trip to I Disney get World? get there.
1: <laughs> there's gonna be Avatar Land? You don't know about this? It's no. A, it's, it's already a, here, bro. it's already there. Um, already here.
2: So there's a little, like, Avatar boat ride, mm-hmm. and there's an Avatar Wait, rest- like the Jungle Cruise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there's a restaurant and a themed coaster, like a hardcore coaster.
2: Oh, I didn't know about the hardcore coaster.
3: Yeah, it's like you fly on the back of one of the things... I don't remember the names of it. Probably yeah man, Avatar joke. Land. It, it was one of those ones where like Disney made the decision because like Harry Potter Land just got announced and they like lost out on it. They like quick, we need a
1: we uh, need an uh, evergreen uh, well, movie we property.
2: Have,
1: uh... <laughs> Something well, about this, uh, that's as popular. What will live forever in the annals of history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could do the Meg
2: world, but uh, <laughs> that might be uh, too evergreen, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, the sequels are just coming out hot, hard and fast, nonstop.
2: But I mean, I've mean, I I've used this example before. It is just totally amazing how if you go to Universal Studios, there is a Water World stunt show. Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. movie that I can't imagine the 12-year-olds in the audience and, know anything and, and, about. And
3: not only that, because we've looked at, you know, we've done like some boat stunts and, like, a, you know, for the stuff that we've been working on, literally every stunt person who does water stuff has in in the Waterworld stunt show. Oh, like, yeah. every single awesome. awesome. one. Like, l- you talk to them, and you're like, yeah, I was doing it from this year to this year. Because, like, there's only so few guys who know how to, like, do jet ski tricks. And I bet and it's guess like... Guess what?
2: They're all doing the Waterworld show. And I bet it's like working at a restaurant where they've all hooked up, too.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, although I hear the best place for that, for those stories, is at Medieval Times.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, those guys. You no, know,
3: They're the hair, fucking... The
2: fucking Green Knight, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Green Knight, Red Knight, Falconer. Yeah,
1: everybody going to town. What night
3: do you go for? Yeah, what's your favorite? What's your night? favorite color night?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say red night. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't know. Once once the lights are out in the dungeon, who cares? <laughs> it's just a mess of Fabio
3: hair and abs. Yeah,
2: I don't. I don't know if I've told this before, but I went to uh, Medieval Times um, earlier this year with a with a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. and I was really impressed. I had not been since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and. Um, Really was impressed at the like level of commitment to all the medieval stuff. It was not winking. It was not you know no one. There was no
1: Janine Garofalo lines from yeah no
2: no one said uh, (laughs) there were not utensils at in medieval times. Therefore you have no utensils at medieval times. I feel like I would go
1: to a Janine Garofalo in the early nineties themed (laughs) restaurant.
2: (laughs) Sure, yeah. Now the must love dogs portion of the show. Exactly, Um, and then. And so I was really, you know, I I assumed when I went there would be, like, people would say, like, you know, winter is coming or, you know, or there would be some pop culture references or something. Someone would say, mm. damn, Daniel. Uh, This was kind of around the time of that. Okay, very good. Um, But I was really, really impressed about how they just – the script was very earnest. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, was doing their best to speak in the dialect, and it was all really, really – Yeah, I mean, they really wanted it to be authentic.
1: Was there a particular dialect?
2: Uh no oh I guess yeah I guess it was all kind of Shakespearey and That's also I want I, mean. I want
3: to point out authentic in the sense that there is a wizard and magic is real
1: They <laughs> yeah. like, do you definitely say magic well, is real. they hired a real wizard yeah. to right. check in and like be on set and make sure there wasn't <laughs> like everything anything say that was okay off base. but
2: the one time where they did kind of break was that the when the king was coming out to just kind of set up the show he had to remind everyone not to vape. <laughs> the one time that the the oh, veil man. was broken well anyway. now hold on now
3: vaping probably yeah he may be referring to the ancient 14th century practice that could be yeah vaping sure
2: right Spanish, of course yeah. when you kneel and present yeah. a mutton to the king of vaping that
3: smelled like cotton candy yeah, yeah so I don't know. do that
1: no. <laughs> right <laughs> better for your lungs yeah seriously though dragon's blow fat clouds hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah dude
2: yo you think dragons vaped bro oh. <laughs> Fucking wish, man. <laughs>
1: fucking dragons could do. Can you imagine the fucking Instagram followers <laughs> on oh, a vaping yeah. dragon? All the fucking tricks. Vape tricks
2: dragon. Throw s- on a Skrillex song. Uh, fucking blow those clouds and rhythms. Wait for the drop. Wah, 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 wah.
3: I want to make a show where everybody, it's like every week, it's like, all right, guys, we're going to do it. Who can do the best vape trick compilation? You have one week to figure this shit
1: out. Go for sounds, it. Sounds like a great show. I'd, I'd watch it. I would God, also I'd also love to compile a few vape tricks. Yeah. Guys, I got to go compile a few vape tricks. <laughs> sure. uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Jesse, go. <laughs>
4: Hey, Kira, so Max FunCon tickets go on sale this Friday, November 23rd at 11 a.m. Pacific, and I'm trying to write a promo.
0: Okay, so what do they need to know to look forward to? Inspiring classes.
2: Live podcast
0: tapings. Stand-up showcase.
2: The s'mores party.
0: Making new friends. Don't forget about the dance party. Oh, and it all takes place on a beautiful mountaintop.
2: Okay, got
0: it. Anything else? Well, if we missed anything, they can find all the details at MaxFunCon.com. And, and we'll, we'll see, see
4: you, you in, June. in June. June. I think that went really well. That was really good too. Really yeah, that sounded okay. good. Great job. La, la, la,
0: la,
4: la, la,
1: la. It's Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse Boy Detective. Freddie Wong, B list internet celebrity. Yeah. B plus list.
3: At least. Yeah. B plus A minus, you know what I'm saying that that just grind that edge.
2: Don't I mean, worry. someday you'll catch up to Logan Paul. <sighs> My God, <laughs> the take, stories I could take down.
3: gentlemen, the stories I could tell from the depths of YouTube. Oh boy, oh God.
1: Oh, Let's focus on your podcasting career. <laughs> <laughs> you make you guys make the coolest. You guys make the coolest videos at Rocket Jump. Like I'll go in and watch all the videos on your channel once in a while, and then I just think of the fact that like. Just because you're four years younger than we are, mm-hmm. you, you've you had to live your life making your career surrounded by YouTube celebrities. Dude, it's and, – and by the way, we are old for YouTube celebrities. We are in like the worst
3: in-between kind of thing where I'm like, cool. Because I remember when YouTube first came out, everyone was like, this is where the next Spielberg is going to be. And it ended up being something totally different. But we were in that sort of time period and everyone from our sort of era was just like, oh, I guess not. I guess we better – Do something else I
2: guess.
3: (laughs) Turn to the lucrative world of podcasting.
2: Yeah, that's where the next Spielberg
1: is. (laughs) Jordan, I am in love with... He's
2: watching every episode of Battlestar
1: Galactica with his friend from college. (laughs) (laughs) And they're getting into it.
2: They love this
1: stuff. I am in love with uh, Freddy's podcast, Story Break. Like, Mm -hmm. basically what happens on this... I I don't know if you've heard it, but but basically what happens is they take a thing. Like, what would you call it? A piece of... Cultural detritus.
3: Exactly, just a floating jetsam. The main thing that
1: the main example I would say is the Burger King Kids Club. Sure, (laughs) and then they the three of them break it down, fucking build an entire, uh, basically an entire screenplay treatment Mm -hmm. out of that thing that is like a compelling and sometimes moving narrative. <laughs> That's fair. That's sometimes fair. sincerely moving. Like I think I think it's fair to say that you often start treating the subject matter with uh, disrespectfully, with the disrespect it deserves, then but then we get into accidentally it. get into it and your professionalism accidentally takes over yeah. and you start finding yourself making very sincere and passionate uh, storylines. Yeah. for Sonic Burger and King's knuckles. Club Club. Mm-hmm. Sonic. Um, yeah.
3: One of my favorites was uh, the 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 probably award winning indie film for Why Did the Chicken Cross the Road? <laughs> we managed to get a <laughs> what I think is a actually good movie out of it. Yeah. Uh, the one we did most recently was. Uh, are you familiar with the Australian drop bear?
2: No, I don't know about drop bear. Are you dealing know, you know about this? What's a drop bear?
3: So if you go to Australia, there's a good chance that the Australians you talk to will talk will mention drop bears. Oh, be careful for you know drop bears. Yeah. And it's a it is a like these
1: are Austrians living in Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> but it is a it is a like nationwide prank that they all are in on. Because oh. it's not a real thing. And the whole thing about Australia being like you know, dangerous creatures are in poisonous. Australia. yeah, sure. So there's like, yeah, sure. There's koalas that come from the trees. And they drop and, on you. And they you. drop on you and oh, people man. die from it. And it is a thing that, like, without even prompting, everyone will just be like, oh, yeah, a cousin killed
1: by a drop. And so they like, all
2: know to play along. They all know how to play
3: along I with like it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So we're
3: like, oh, let's do a horror movie about that. Yeah. So that was the most recent one. Hell yeah.
2: Uh,
1: it is, it is a tr- it's like a magic trick every time mm-hmm. that they... Anyway. And you hate magic tricks. Well, I sure I do hate magic, magic tricks. <laughs> it's like if I liked magic tricks, Freddie. Yeah, there you go. There you go. When something momentous happens to you, call us at 206-9844Fun or email us your voice memo at JJGO at for our segment Momentous Occasions, where we chronicle those momentous occasions in your life. Here is our first such television call, courtesy of telephone call. Courtesy of <laughs> our producer Brian Sonny D Fernandez, who's about to hit play right now.
0: Hi, Jordan Jesse Guest. Uh, I'm going to guess Dick Wolf. Uh,
2: I'm you calling it? in with a moment.
1: Very close. Very yeah. close. Really close. Very I mean, close. you are probably. Would you say Freddie is the closest to Dick Wolf of any guest we've ever had on Jordan Jesse Go? Yes. I yeah. do got that Wolf Dick though. You know,
3: oh,
2: say, hey. Hey. oh. <laughs> yum yum.
3: Yes, that is the sound it makes.
1: Lock, nah. <laughs> yeah, baby.
2: <laughs> That's Austin
3: Powers. That's
1: Austin Powers. Cool. Oh, you guys a- should do a story break for Austin Powers. It's on the list. No <laughs> yeah. joke. Like an <laughs> Austin Powers reboot. <laughs> okay, let's take let's take a listen. Hi, Jordan. Jesse guest. Uh, I'm going to guess Dick Wolf. Can you pause it again? Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, he's the creator of Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Just. If yeah. people don't know who Dick Wolf is, no, I always want to bring them it's a good on piece board. Of context. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, freak people out. he's the creator. Out. He's the famed, legendary creator of the Law and Order franchise and Chicago Fire, and Chicago oh, Fire as yeah. well.
3: All of our favorites.
1: Yeah, which is a dramatic television program about the great Chicago. Exactly, Fire.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a multi talking, ten part series. series. It's a ten part uh, documentary series. <laughs> it's an exhibition
1: at the New York World's Fair <laughs> featuring real flames. Okay, press play, Brian.
3: Uh, I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, earlier this week, I celebrated my two-year truck anniversary. Uh, truck anniversary being two years ago, I was hit by a truck and another car. Uh, I survived, although I broke my pelvis in three places and three of my ribs and a handful of teeth. Uh, but after around a month in the hospital, I learned how to walk again, and I'm back on my feet.
0: And um, doing all right. Uh, thanks. See
1: you. He, well, didn't, well. he didn't mention if he got any shiny new choppers. Yeah, <laughs> I should hope so.
2: <laughs> so. I love the something I like about those is the like the detail they don't explain. Yeah, he says I was hit by a truck and another car. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why.
1: Ba-bum, ba-bum.
2: Yeah, I wonder why he's, it's the truck anniversary. I wonder why the truck, I guess maybe that's
1: the first one that it, hit him. Coincidentally, it's also the day that he married a truck. Oh, sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he had married a truck earlier in the day, and then. The same truck, know, the truck hit him, and then he
2: opens his eyes, and it's the first thing he says is like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah.
1: And he's like, I think I'm in love.
2: <laughs> we should get you on our podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: God, today I drove past the tractor trailer that parks in a driveway on in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's the most amazing thing i I think it's literally the most amazing thing in the city of Los Angeles. What? What is it? It's an entire tractor trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, like a giant semi truck, right? Parked in a driveway in front of a regular house. <laughs> What's in it? And I wonder. How do they fit it in there? How do they? Par- how do they park it there? Mm-hmm. How do they get it in there? It's truly amazing. On my block, about once a week,
2: and I think there is something in LA about like you have to move campers every so often. Like yeah, you can't yeah, keep yeah. a camper in one place. You know they don't it's want people camping, being homeless. Yeah. So I think uh, there's a there's a, a camper that someone has to move. Uh, so you know about once a week there will be a um, a camper on my street with um, scrawled with apocalyptic biblical messages. Uh huh. Anyway, I, yeah. it's a real hoot.
1: Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, and there, I mean, the parking's bad enough on that street. There's a guy who lives on my street in a van, mm-hmm. and he has since before I got there. So I, you know, I, I give him the uh, yeah. He's he's he squatters' he's, rights. A yeah, bit. exactly. Like he's if you've been there more than six years, then you know what? Am, who am I to say yeah, exactly. to you yeah. that you don't? And uh, he always he's kind of a big dude, like a very broad-shouldered dude. Uh, he's always wearing basketball shorts. And he always waves hello, which is cool. I'm into that. Uh, and sometimes he's doing, like, nice things for the neighborhood, like he'll go pick up trash along the street or something. There's no uh, street cleaning on my block, so it's really cool of him to do that. He also gives you tickets if you're there yeah. on street cleaning day. But, yeah. <laughs> and then just sometimes he's, like, yelling at himself at full volume. And I feel like the cleaning up the street makes up for the yelling at himself full volume, but it still kind of freaks I me out. That's fair. I remember I remember one time
3: I parked downtown and this and the homeless guy came up to me and was like, Hold on, wait. And he had this he had a um a paper clip that he had twisted in a very strange looking shape. He's like, Hold on, how long are you to be here for? And then he just went up to the coin slot and then just like jiggled this thing around and just gave me two hours on the meter. Holy wow, yeah.
2: cool. And I was like, I and Yeah, I'm was
3: paying like-
1: you and it was Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you got mind freak. He's like, I'm homeless. now. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the career I yeah. Spent yeah, magic gets you. my mind freak money.
3: Anyway. <laughs> but it was like, I was like, yeah, I'm paying you. Like, yeah, I was about to feed a bunch of change into this, but yeah, sure, why not? I was like, and he just went, just walked up and down the block, just feeding people's meters with this weird. Contraption. Well I should have done was be like, I'll pay you twenty bucks yeah, to tell me how to make that thing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I bet that I bet that guy could also like fucking beat any claw machine. Oh my god. Mm, yeah, you want I'm sure yeah. the guy has so many fucking stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> like do you can you imagine just the sheer number of just minions that guy has? <laughs> just Bob. minions. Stuart. The whole gang. All those minions. Yeah. love minions. Love them. (laughs) Let's take another call.
0: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. It's 741 a.m. I'm sitting here in bed, and the most momentous thing just happened. Uh, Two years ago, I got this rescue dog named Poppy, and she's the most beautiful dog you've ever seen, Uh, but she's also incredibly emotionally distant and probably has, like, rescue dog PTSD, and every time I would get anywhere near her face for this entire time, uh, she would treat me like I was Ted Cruz trying to kiss one of his kids, and uh, she's like never like put her face anywhere near my face. Uh, the only part of people she will lick is their feet, which is kind of weird, but today, after her post-breakfast pets, she licked me on my face, on my mouth, twice. So it's pretty momentous. I guess
1: she loves me now. Thanks, guys. Bye. She needs to fuck with that dog. Hi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Hi-Fi will get up all in your face.
1: <laughs> Hi-Fi gives me hell kisses
2: And those nasty little feet, too. Oh, yeah. And those nasty tootsies. There's all some around, CBD oil that she could maybe introduce into the <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to go down to the old green easy.
1: Yeah. Most rescue dogs blaze trees. I've heard that. They should. <laughs> yeah. Who blazed who, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what Jordan's bumper stickers
2: <laughs> Yeah, People don't get it, but, you know, fuck them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who cares? It's on know? a different level, bro.
2: Yeah, exactly. Half pot 4D leaf.
1: chess. Half pot leaf, half paw was a weird icon to put in the middle of it. <laughs> It's just kind of confusing. It sort of yes. doesn't look like either one. Yeah, yeah. But
2: you know what? Fuck
1: them. <laughs> yeah. I
2: repeat. Anyway, um, that's, you know, that's really nice. It's a beautiful uh, story. It's a very beautiful story. Um, yeah, I wonder what the dog would do to Ted Cruz. Oh, yeah. Get all up in that feet, though, you know? Yeah, Ted Cruz has <laughs> some nasty little feet. I mean, I don't- Ooh, those, ha-
1: those, have, yeah. those have stanky. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with his politics. Ooh, but those nasty but those tootsies. feet, <laughs>
1: Oh, so, mm. so flat, flat, flat.
2: flat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how he edged uh, edged out Beto O'Rourke. He made a video of himself stepping on eggs. And
3: yeah. <laughs> just got out. The, just got that very,
1: very important
3: foot fetishist vote out. Sure, they're
1: yeah. like, I wasn't going to show up to the bulls, but he edged him out with the edging vote. <laughs> right? Yeah, edging, edging enthusiasts and foot fetishists. Yeah. <laughs> I always
3: wonder sometimes for foot fetishists if me wearing sandals is just like. Doing them a favor. You know? Here's a question. Yes. Yeah, have on you, a nice hungry boy like here. Yeah.
1: Have you looked up yourself on oh, Wiki Feet? Wiki Feet. I'm not on it. Oh, I'm so sorry. So bummed out. Wiki, I, have so Wiki... qu- I have a sub question. Yeah. If you type Freddie Wong into Google, does it try and write net worth? Yes, it does actually. Yeah. And they're so wrong.
3: <laughs> it is so great to. Are they have
1: above or below?
3: So far above what my actual. I have so little money compared to what they are claiming that i have Mm -hmm. now what it it doesn't help that all the other fucking youtube assholes are rolling around in maseratis and teslas and shit i'm like i have a, I drive a 2000 early 2000s era honda minivan i bought used (laughs) all right like you take one look at the fact that i will wear t-shirts if someone sends them to me regardless of what's on them like this is
4: the
1: wardrobe is there's nothing you know in that that would suggest that my net worth. You're not doing that bad. You're importing your sandals from Hawaii. Hawaii. Yes, indeed.
2: Um, uh, oh, I, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just I have
3: a very dumb sandal story. Let's hear, hear it. So I was hosting the uh, Dice Awards, which
1: is a video game awards, and at that time created by Andrew Dice Clash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he, he's in the corner <laughs> just sure. rocking.
1: Out. Um, and the Japanese starting pitcher Dicekei. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um oh while Luigi I fucked him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh so at, at the awards show was Palmer Lucky the founder of Oculus and mm-hmm. the now, as we under, as we know now, His name is Palmer Lucky. Yeah, anyway. and as we know now, funder of right wing trolls and kind of a weird
1: alt right dude. Oh no! Wow, with a name like Palmer Lucky, how could it be? Yeah, with t- a name that's like basically a character that Sorkin made up for the <laughs> social network. <laughs> right. At the time, this was not known. Yeah, and he's
3: also like a dude who just hangs out in sandals all the time. And we got into sandal talk, and I was like, "Hey, I really like this brand." He's like, "Oh, sweet, I'll check it out." No joke. Then, like later on, I find out one he has definitely been an adherent to this brand. I think off of my suggestion, and he's also a weird like neo-Nazi alt-right dude. So you're an enabler. You're an I enable. Yeah,
1: I feel really guilty about that. Proud European tootsies are no. It
2: really. (laughs) It's nasty. I am very.
1: I'm very conflicted by that. I understand completely. Yeah. Um. Anyway. It's like <laughs> it's like that time I sold a Nazi tank to Lemmy. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Lemmy had a Nazi tank. Sorry, what? Lemmy from Motorhead yeah. had his own Nazi tank. Okay. That really drove around and shot. <laughs> what the fuck? You know <laughs> instead of I'm not saying he's a Nazi. He was very clear that he was not a Nazi. But still. They made a good tank. Yeah. It's I hard guess. to argue the, the with their, the their
2: tank craftsmanship. <laughs> uh, what are your what were your duties when you hosted a video game awards show?
3: Uh, it was. So not surprisingly, they never asked me the host again. But they gave they gave me a big list of just read the teleprompter and here's our joke. Because you they,
2: kept introducing uh, Oprah to Uma, right? Is that why? <laughs> well, so they gave me this list of jokes. That, like, here's what the run of the show is. And I was
3: like, these jokes suck. Like, these are very bad. So I sat down with. <laughs> who had written the
1: jokes? They're like, the event organizer? Yeah, 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 yeah. a it catering like, team? And it was all just like, it was very bad. Do you it remember really an example
3: of one God, of them? it was just, oh, no, my God. It was just all, like, just really weak, like, riffs on gaming the industry. They're like, oh, journalism is in this state. It's just, like, weak, weak <laughs> stuff. Wait,
1: was it pro was all. It was all the real problem is ethics in video game journalism I mean, everyone does That's really the yeah, real
3: I mean, issue. That's a huge yeah. problem with
2: ethics in video game
3: journalism. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to do a short where – because E3 will have, like, all these, like, parties where it's, like, Kotaku will go to a party that the publisher puts on. I just want, like, a All the President's Men-style biopic where, like, can you – look at this guest list. Activision's inviting all the press. Like, this is corruption at the deepest levels. And the guy, like, just (laughs) takes a big old drag off of vape and dons his fedora. It's like, we got to stop this. (laughs) Uh, so, I re- so me and got to Matt- find the alt-right's own Robert Redford. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, who would that be, really, at this point? Um, Milo, maybe? Um, so Matt and Will, my co-hosts on Story Break, we all just like, well, let's just redo these Maybe
2: John Voight would star in that movie. I bet you. you could probably get you Voight. Get Voight. Get Voight in there. Yeah, yeah. I guess I get would explain to him there. what a video game is. Yeah. But after that, I'm sure he'd be on board. He's game for it, I bet. Yeah,
1: Voight's game.
2: Voight loves DDR, I hear. If Real. you
1: told Kirk Cameron <laughs> that a video game is a reverse banana, he'd probably be on board. Yeah, you can't. Cameron, Voigt, Kevin Sorbo. Wait, was he pro-banana or anti-banana, Kirk Cameron?
2: I think he, I don't think he was making a judgment call about bananas. Why not? The quality of, no, I mean, they're a great grab and go fruit. Yeah. You eat one in the car, the car smells like they it for a long time. come but, in
1: their own packaging, though. Sure, yeah.
2: But I think he was saying that the the precision with which a banana was designed mm-hmm. is proof that there is intelligent design because a banana like, could not have Because the peels happened. are so slippery? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's well, because so it was like the, it was it the shape of it that like, the hand can yeah. go,
3: which then people point out by the way that it's like yeah because we made them that way. <laughs> like <laughs> bananas in the wild are nothing like the chiquitas
1: that we hang out with, you know. <laughs> God, you know that I'm hanging out with Chiquita later. Yeah, we <laughs> gonna be all kind of fun. Gonna blow some fat clouds with Chiquita. So the three of you had to write.
2: Yeah, we rewrote. Well we rewrote?
3: We wrote. We rewrote the whole thing, and we're like, oh, we're just gonna do this, and they're like, oh, this one's a little bit mean spirited. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm going to do it. I remember one joke in particular went after a developer, you know, in a lighthearted way, but in a way that was both, you know, uh, aware of the world of gaming culture and poked fun at it. Uh, And the reception to that was an entire room of gaming industry professionals going like, ooh, and one dude in the back going, ha! Nice. And I was like, Nailed but it. that one that guy. That one guy. Due to that one guy.
1: To be fair, the developer was going to tear down the community center to build an office building. That's <laughs> so. true. Yeah. And you guys had to have a
2: breakdance contest. Um, yeah. I know. I, I've, in the little bit of work I've done for like gaming stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's definitely a fear of comedy yeah. because they, because they're everyone is worried that anything negative will set off a fan community who will descend upon it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, it's legitimate. That might happen. Um, but anyway, yeah, it is a tough, it is a tough world to make jokes in.
1: I'm excited yeah. to hear Freddie that you are basically to this video game awards as, uh, norm mcdonald was to the espies that one here. <laughs> where just all his jokes were met with a combination of rustling and stunned silence no
3: i think i think he um,
1: like dragged michael
3: jordan <laughs> yeah right oh my god yeah, I think that it's uh, it's one of those things because right, this just happened for those of you in the gaming spheres. Like Blizzard just had to deal with that oh, just sure. recently with the yeah. whole Diablo thing. But
2: point being, they is, hate PC gamers now. They yeah. hate them.
3: I think uh, fundamentally, I do think it's a problem with online fandoms. I think that online fandoms have, are poisoned when the creators put them at the same, like put them in subservience by that. I mean, there's a lot of, and I saw this in, you know, the YouTube world. I see this now. A lot of people will be like, you guys are fans. You guys made us. You guys are exactly why we're here. We owe you all this stuff. But I think it sets up a really bad relationship. And I think the gaming industry is like in the thick of it where like, it's everyone is like, yeah, we got to, you owe us this now. And it's a different kind of relationship. Sure.
2: It is, it, it is weird. The, the, the nerd, the nerd urge or the nerd propensity to want to destroy something you love mm-hmm. like to see like if something you love you know uh does something different or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. that isn't your favorite yeah. the like the the move from this is everything this is my life this is my fandom i love this fandom to Fuck you guys! I'm ruining you. It's so e- it's so easy. It's like yeah. this. It's like making a phone game that's not a PC game automatically makes Blizzard you know everything in the world versus you know the worst money grubbing blah 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 blah. Mm. Anyway, mm-hmm.
1: it's uh it's a it's it's terrifying. My only window into this is the like once a week that our friend Brandon Bird, mm. uh, the oh, internet's yeah, favorite yeah. painter will just spend 2 hours in a retweet fight with people <laughs> last jedi people <laughs> with last jedi people <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: and i get so- anti last jedi people anti- saying brad Bradenburg is pro last jedi
1: yeah i'm like i enjoyed that movie so much so like i and and i did see it mm-hmm. like i feel fully qualified to have p- yeah get a yeah, sense like and- i and i like star wars so god it just fills my heart with so much happiness to watch my uh, like Brandon is a deeply committed geek, like sure. a true down to the core of his being geek. And it just I'm like, there's my geek friend and he's doing it for all of us.
2: I know. I like I the thought of getting into a fight on the Internet stresses me out uh, so much. to no you know, to to no end. But watching someone who kind of gleefully does it, it's 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 fun. I mean, I know the Internet has too much fighting on it and, you know, if he asked me if he should keep doing it, I would say probably not. Don't do that. Just ignore them. Yeah. But sometimes when it's done skillfully, yeah. it's a little bit fun. And there's I'm ashamed a trick. Well, to well, admit
3: it. There's a trick to it, right? Because, I mean, I was a I was an internet twerp mm-hmm. growing up. And, like, I've trolled people on forums. There's, like, a there's an art form. As bad as it is, there's a way of doing it. And it really just comes down to... Every time someone's trolling you, they want you to play the game they've set up for you. Mm-hmm. The only way you can win the fight in that way is to deliberately not play that game. And over and over again, it's frustrating because I see this it's the same tactics that I see, you know, alt-right trolls doing. It is getting people to engage them in a game where they've set up the rules and they will always win that. The only way you beat them is by not engaging in that game. Sure. To wit, I got into a Twitter fight with this guy and i was like i think this guy's trolling me so i just changed my persona to just fight commentators being like oh coming in late with uh, with a you know with the reference don't just bad form after revealing these. Sure. and i just didn't stop and i got the guy to actually go all right you got me i was just trying to troll you. i didn't think you'd respond huh. like i was like all right ooh, there you go just sidestep it it's the internet troll trick guys, take, it, take it from an internet
1: troll just, himself just sidestep it sidestep it don't fight I would just kill myself. (laughs) Yeah, that'll show those trolls. (laughs) I can't handle it. I don't have a trolls. If you're out there, you win ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to let you know you've won. Uh, Whatever satisfaction you need from that, you've won. Please don't (laughs) involve me. Just move to a non-English speaking country. But there's like a real like anxiety
3: when you put something out and you're like, there's like, I know there's notifications in my Twitter that someone's going to be mad at me for this. It's like, it's not worth it, man. You should just shut up and make more video game high schools. (laughs) I think I'm just going to, no joke. I've been thinking about just deleting Twitter. (laughs) I don't think there's anything. I don't know what benefit it provides. Makes you more, more anxious. Yeah, that's it. Helps you be bothered by the news. Helps you be bothered by the news. Makes me more anxious. I love weird. The problem is I love weird Twitter jokes. But then it's like, is it worth it? Is it weird worth Twitter's this fun. anxiety?
2: I definitely feel like as a guy who is always teetering on the edge of employed, mm. I, 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 you know, need it for visibility yeah, purposes. Yeah, I feel yeah. like as a, you know, a guy who is, you know, always looking for the next writing job, you know, having a thing where I can be publicly funny or you know publicly amusing is good for me but yeah i feel like if that if i did not feel like that was if i was like torpedoing a part of my career i would definitely uh you should lead it because yeah
3: you just buy a bunch of twitter bots and have them like artificially boost your
2: numbers Ooh, bots eh yeah like can they all be goku avatars
3: uh anime avatar i think that's a premium for big um bitcoin man i don't have
2: no i cannot afford premium bots man (laughs) i am is there a kroger bot is there a kroger brand (laughs) bot
3: Ooh, hold on have i told you guys i have an idea i have an idea and maybe maybe you can help me out Mm -hmm. with this one any any bot programmers out there uh as a countermeasure for uh alt-right twitter trolls here's what we do every time like an organization or a person just tweets something shitty get a bunch of people to just retweet it and be like LOL, is anyone going to tell them how long before they find out? And just put up a smokescreen of like, wait, do we tweet something wrong? Do we tweet some stupid joke? Are we making ourselves look like idiots? And send them oh. into a tizzy. Be like, wait, wait, wait. Are we referencing something that we're not realizing? The goal is tizzy sending. Tizzy sending. Yeah. Right. It's all about, it's all about taking up their time and resources, researching nothing.
2: Wow. I love Listen, that. And then they want—they're wondering if they retweeted some sort of millennial sex slang. Or exactly. Something. They're just
1: like, "Oh my god, are we oh, saying? Are we looking like idiots? Oh gosh, we gotta figure this out. Does this mean ass eating?" They're like, "Oh, we thought this tweet slapped. <laughs> we
2: thought it slapped. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to be on Fleek. <laughs> oh, now we have to delete our account. Do this go? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, Twitter's a wasteland, man. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan and Jessica." <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Graham. And we're two house DJs who have been trapped
0: inside our drum machine.
3: We love it here, and we'd love if you stopped by and visited us every week on Stop Podcasting Yourself. Here on MaximumFun.org. We're just a couple of doofuses from Canada. And listen to our show or perish. <laughs> Stop podcasting yourself on MaximumFun.org. La, la, la,
4: la, la, la,
1: la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorn, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy, detective. Uh, Freddie Wong, A minus list.
2: Yeah. got bumped
1: up uh, internet you know, a- 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 internet
3: a- internet
2: aims
1: on the we curve we should say
2: during the break logan paul died <laughs> so like it's great on curve
3: so everyone pretty, moves up yeah. a little bit Pretty
1: pumped for the last <laughs> segment yeah <laughs> don't wish death upon anyone no, no of no, course no, not no, he no, seems no. seems like a good guy yeah i wouldn't go that far but <laughs> no, i don't wish death upon anyone salt of the earth thrill
3: he's going to run for president he's mm-hmm. going to probably win the presidency and that is when i will check out of america
2: yeah What's your, but what during you his uh, swearing in he will dab that's true yep. he'll bring it back actually yeah yeah, yeah. the presidential what, dab what do you think maybe <laughs>
3: columbia uh, you know, uh, so my brother spent a lot of time in New Zealand. New Zealand looks nice. nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Although, if you, if you factor in global warming, parts of Ontario and the Russian steppes apparently are where
1: you want to be. Well, certainly you want to be in the Russian steppes if you're the Mongol horde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably that your is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're a horseman, a, a military horseman of some kind. You want to be on those steps, right? Yeah, you just got to learn to uh, ride and shoot, b- shoot behind you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and drink the horse's blood for sustenance. Oh, yeah, yeah totally, absolutely. Get that blood,
1: good iron. Good mm, sure, yeah, yeah, You'd quaff some horse horse pee if it came to it, wouldn't you, Jordan? I mean, hey, man, win in Rome, right? <laughs> drink the I mean, horse's piss. <laughs> we all know what you have to say about drinking horses' pee, right? What you're signaling? Do I have a bit? Is there a horse? He drinking man to feed bit? You into your famous new catchphrase: Glug glug that hot yellow.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah sure. I would glug glug that hot yellow. Did that catch on? Did people like that? Oh yeah. All right. That's like the most popular thing we've ever done. Well, well, set me up again, and I'll really sell it this time. Hey Jordan, if you were
1: really thirsty.
2: <laughs> Hold on, don't don't laugh. Okay. Don't laugh. This That's is not, serious. Mm-hmm. We're gonna re-edit this to where it sounds like yeah. I fucking nailed it, to where the audience doesn't know it's coming. Mm-hmm. I'm right. gonna
1: give him a different setup so it's a little clearer. Yeah. Wow. Let's say no. you were Sorry, leading a wrong. resistance movement mm-hmm. in early twentieth century India through nonviolent means, mm-hmm. and you believe mm-hmm. that health benefits. Right. Mm -hmm. were derived from drinking one's own effluent. Mm -hmm. Uh, What might you say in that context, given the opportunity to do so? Well, I mean... um, First, you adjust your tiny glasses. I would adjust my tiny glasses, (laughs) and obviously it's
2: a pretty far-flung situation, and um, there's a lot of factors, of course. Yeah. Um, A lot of things to consider, but um, Mm -hmm. ultimately I'd probably say I would glug glug that hot yellow.
1: (laughs) Yay! Way to go, Big G! Sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> our guest on the program is has been uh, Freddie Wong. You can catch Freddie on the Rocket Jump YouTube channel and most importantly on the Max Fun Podcast Story Break, which is so cool and funny and silly and a and a narrative delight. Thank you. Every single week. Thank you. Yeah. What 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 do you got coming? What what stories you're breaking coming up? You got anything on the whiteboard? We got we have a big
3: Google Doc Mm -hmm. that we that we you know refer to. We want we were thinking of doing. um, Hold on, what was it? Uh, uh, You remember the movie Equilibrium? No,
2: I definitely. Hell yeah, heard. my dude. Yeah, sure. The Equilibrium first Kata was... movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. Uh, Equilibrium was, this was in the sort of malaise of post-first Matrix, where it's like, guys in trench coats with two guns is cool, right? Two guns, two guns. Two. guns. Um, so this was Christian Bale in a serious taking this movie so seriously Christian Bale no (laughs) he was saying it so seriously and it is a schlocky sci-fi movie about a future where you can't uh, the government doesn't allow you to feel emotions and uh, there's. A... I wonder how
1: Christian Bale got that
3: part. <laughs> <laughs> but then he becomes the first tetragrammaton cleric to begin to feel emotions, thanks to a dog, because he no longer takes the emotion suppressing drugs. There's a lot of guns. There's a lot of backflips. Does the, the dog they, eat
2: him? They, no. No. So they. So he's this. He's this. You know, unfeeling enforcer. Yep. The master of a martial art created exact created for the movie called Gun Kata. The Gun Kata. Called he's a master of gun kata. Is
1: so, this a knowing nod to Jim Kata? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, no, I think it's. I think no, I don't think so. Martial arts skills, gun kills. I would say that, <laughs> but the
2: maker of this movie does not appear to have seen another movie. Uh, yeah. Got it. Jim so, <laughs> Kata or otherwise.
3: Cool. So it's a it's a series of gun poses designed to maximize your ability to your like, kill count your kill count while dodging known vectors of bullets in coming in. So it is a lot of posing and a lot of shooting guns. The
1: creator of the movie. Not coincidentally, born and raised in the village of the crazies, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Where there's a <laughs> From the movie horse. Jim cotta. Um,
2: and yeah, and he a public a public, public pommel
1: horse, pommel horse. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: and uh, you know, and he he snaps and turns against turns against his government when they try and steal a like a pomeranian he has stashed in his trunk, and then yeah. boom, the fucking gun it cotta just comes goes. out. And in, in the We're sword at, fights against who's Tay the, Diggs? Tay Diggs. Yeah. He cuts off Tay Diggs' head.
3: Yeah. Mm. Uh, his face. Uh, so we want to do
1: Equilibrium. <laughs> the sequel to Equilibrium, of course. Man, you gotta. Yeah. Uh, so it's that's just about Tay Diggs following everyone on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> He's tweeting. Where's my face? Yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so you got a whole a whole range of stuff. Gosh, um, I need to pull up the list. Uh, we've we've always wanted to do one for. Do you remember the? Is is a video game? Uh, what was it? Streets of Rage. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, like I mean, there's a, a whole range, a plethora of video game yeah. properties. The
1: kangaroo's gonna have to be the main character there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, my, given the monologue that this one girl from my high school did in our art survey class, oh, okay, mm-hmm. introduction to the arts from Double Dragon the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think you could swing something from street, out of Streets of Rage. I haven't seen Double Dragon the movie, but I did see that compelling performance of a monologue from the film, <laughs> and it suggests to me there's a lot of depth to be mined in Streets of Rage. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. you can go left, you can go right, you can go up, sure. <laughs> you could jump. You have a variety of weapons. Mm-hmm. You can pick them if you beat a bad guy that has that weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tap tap turkeys, forward twice
3: to dash. Believe, I do believe turkeys will, will make yeah. you healthy
2: again. Pick up a, some food you find on the ground. I love that part of video games. The
3: idea of, like, Sh- oh, shit, what, uh, j- Turkey.
2: <laughs> I've been shot
3: a lot. <laughs>
2: I Here's better the answer. eat this food I found on the
3: ground. It's like been... Wolfenstein, right? You just constantly be finding just like salads, full turkeys, yeah, <laughs> and salads and dog food. <laughs> Story of my life, am I right? Yeah, boy, tell me about it.
1: <laughs> it's amazing that we beat the Nazis, given that they had all those turkeys. <laughs> yeah, It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the turkey production allowed them, what to but with be their super high quality soldiers. tanks, we certainly couldn't starve them out. Yeah. <laughs> With all those turkeys <laughs> Just on hanging around. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Freddie Wong has been our guest, our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Twitter for the time being at Jesse Thorn <laughs> at Jordan underscore Morris. Freddie, you haven't quit yet.
3: No, I'm at F Wong.
1: At F Wong. Uh, you can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. dot com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh join the Max Fun Facebook group or uh, like Jordan Jesse Go. How about this, Jordan? Hmm. Why not do both? Do both. It's not an either-or. I said it was an or, but you could yeah, do an and. you can. Nothing is stopping you. And that shit. Do an and. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse Go. We love you. Maximumfun.org
3: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.